Welcome back. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. We're here with Campfire Tales number six, episode 23. Thank you. Really quick, give me one second as I update my B Real. <laughs> huh? You're what? Do you guys know, What's do you guys know what? Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. You get new friends. It's a new app. So, okay, I went to, you know how I went to um, the Victorian tea party with yeah. the cheerleaders this past weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Jane, my friend Jane. Yeah. She yes. made us all download the this new app that's called Be Real. And what you're supposed to do is take a picture of yourself without like… Makeup. Well, like in real time or without any uh, filters or, you know, whatever. And you get a notification every day, and it's at random times. And then you have, like, two minutes to take a selfie picture, right? And then, so, let, so you're going to take, you take a selfie, and it sends it to your friends. And not only does it take a picture of your face or whatever you take a picture of, but the opposite side of the, ca- the camera as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, like, a double thing. Right. So I was like, Jane. I'm like, is this uh, like the new TikTok? She's like, yeah, all the college kids are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jane. (laughs) And Ashley was like, okay. (laughs) So literally, I just got my notification right now to do it. And so like, I just sent it. And it's, um, it's obviously us recording. And they're all reacting to it right now (laughs) with their own. Do you see Ashley? Oh, that's so cute! So yeah, we've been we've we've been having friends. I mean, friends. We've been having fun since uh, Saturday. Oh, she looks just like you and your hair (laughs) because we're comfy. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, I'm gonna send you guys the little link so we can be real together. (laughs) That's cute as shit. Mm Hmm. Um, how excited are you guys to go to Virginia Beach in a couple weeks? I am so, that week is going to be so much fun. We got the Bridgerton experience the Tuesday before, and then we get the beach mm-hmm. that weekend. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm so excited. I swear if I don't get crown diamond of the season, I'm going to be so upset. I've been watching the videos, the TikToks. I'm going to even watch how to properly bow as a lady. Okay, I need to win. What 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 are the qualifications? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think the what queen... you need to do is bow and slip a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> oh, you got a hundred dollars to slip to myself, please. <laughs> I should slip okay, her. No, no an diamond for you. No. <laughs> Whatever. As long as we're going as real Bridgerton style. Era. Ladies mm-hmm. and waiting. That's fine with me. My dress this is my. In. Oh, I did. Do you like it? Yeah. I haven't tried it on. I literally, I, Cindy, when I say right now is my downtown, I've had all day, really is. Your downtown is recording for the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, like, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm not a hundred percent happy with my dress, but for the price and yeah. what's available out there, it's the best I can do. It's the experience. I like your dress, exactly. though. It's not like a normal dress, like prom dress either. Right, I would you never know, wear like, any other time, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that TikTok that, like, Nana, you had sent us before of the girl who got, like, the notification. She looked, good, she, looked just, she looked real good, right? Yeah, but, but, like, it's not a Bridgerton dress. Like, yeah, that right. she, she looked bomb. Hair, makeup, yeah. Yeah. Her her make her I mean hair in the crown she had was like purely Bridgerton, but like the dress itself wasn't at all. And so I saw in another TikTok that like a sweet old little lady, she obviously won diamond, but like she was on either she wasn't wearing Bridgerton either. But I was like, Okay, fine. You gotta oh, give it to the little, little lady. So Is that why you got the idea of inviting mom? No. Oh. I just we had one ticket and I'm like I don't know. I just thought so, be what you're saying is if we have any booze out there that want to go with us to the Bridgerton experience in the DMV area. <laughs> <laughs> they can holla at us. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. I'm um going back to Virginia Beach, while we're there, we have to go to the Cavalier Hotel. It's humongous and haunted and old and amazing what nana's face right now <laughs> jerry and i were like why like we're on vacation i don't mind i don't mind just like it's beautiful when? it's vacation i'll see how close it is and if it's good not too far i shall go right Oh, did I tell you Vanessa's coming? At body. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. I know. <laughs> Alexa reached out. Every single day, okay. Alejandra says, I body at least once a day. Oh. Never oh my fails. God. <laughs> <laughs> when um at my bachelorette, you know how Vanessa and Mighty Lee checked into the same hotel as Kelly and Carly while we were at another hotel. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't know if you 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 were around, but Vanessa was on FaceTime with me, and she was like, "What room is your sister in law's in?" And I'm like, "So and so room." And she's like, "Oh, I remember has this." Them, hasn't met them, right? <laughs> she goes to the door. She knocks. And she's <gasps> Wait, like, I think I do. She was like, that. "It's lit." <laughs> and then Kelly was like, "Yeah, it's lit. Come in." <laughs> she's like, "What the bitch?" She's like, "You don't even know me. What's up?" <laughs> and she's like, "I like her." <laughs> She's I like, yeah, love lit. Them. Come in. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vanessa, I, I can't. can't. I remember. I love her. It's oh lit. And I forget for your 30th in New Orleans. Oh, my God. That's where it all started. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into it, into our campfires. So uh, I'm going to go first. My campfire tale is this. The title is, Sorry This Is Long, But I Need To Tell Someone About It. When I was in the seventh grade, my family decided to move. My father found a house to rent for cheaper than it should have been in a six-month vacancy. I'm not sure why we still moved in after learning about some of what happened there. Once we had moved in, it seemed like my parents were different people. My mother became more withdrawn and began to drown herself in religion, while my father began to become aggressive and threatening, worse than he ever had been before. 
Even my baby sister began to exhibit strange behaviors. She began to sleepwalk, oftentimes stopping to stand at the door leading to the basement. I felt like I was going crazy in that house. No one seemed to notice the worsening behavior of my family or perhaps they didn't care. The room I stayed in in this house was at the top of the stairs. I could look out my door and down the hall towards my parents' room. My closet door was small enough that I had to crouch to get through and near impossible to open due to an excess of paint on it. I ended up putting an armoire against it so that I could stop worrying about it opening on its own. My parents' room resided opposite mine, at the far end of the hallway. When they had been setting up for their room, they had found knives, not just a couple of them. The knives lined the wall around the floorboard, some stabbed in, but most just laying there. The closet was not spared from an overabundance of kitchen utensils, all reflecting the eerie yellowed light. Stranger still were the scratches in the paint. They were messy and looked to have been done by a person. Most of them were on the slopped ceiling of the closet. Arguably, my sister had the most normal room. The only strange thing was the cross space entrance above her bed. It would creak open on occasion but was dismissed as a raccoon even after she claimed to have seen a face. The rest of the house was terrible. It was yellowed from cigarette smoke, a patch of carpet was cut out due to a stabbing incident by the tenants before us, and there seemed to be an ever-present chill in the air. No areas were worse than the basement and the garage. As per my bad luck, it seemed we had a spider infestation in the basement. Along with that, for some reason, our shower was located down there. The basement was unfinished. It was always dusty and smelled of mold. The garage had a lofted area that always felt like it hosted something more than a couple stray cats or some birds. It seemed to always smell lightly of rot in there, and I hated it. I couldn't sleep when in that house, which was nothing short of a blessing half the time, as it seemed the worst happened come evening. One night, my father wandered down the stairs to the living room where my mother and I sat reading. He looked dazed, not all there, and his eyes seemed distant and unfocused until he spotted my mother and I, and then he seemed to be overtaken by rage. He had rushed over and tried to attack my mother. When that, when that hadn't worked, he grabbed a vase and yelled at the two of us. He asked which one wanted to die first because he was going to kill us and take my sister with him. I was scared. I panicked, and in a state of blind fear, I punched him. He had luckily dropped the vase and seemed to go back to the day state no longer filled with anger. He turned from my mother and I and said something that neither of us could make out and began to go back upstairs. I decided to follow him and make sure my sister was safe. All he did was walk to his room. His behavior became more extreme over the time he remained there. I noted a, noted a distinct lack of the smell of alcohol that was on him. Rather, a smell similar to both what was in the basement and the garage seemed to follow him, a mix of dust and sweet rot. My mother kicked him out a few weeks later, seeming to come to her senses after he had swung at me in front of her. It seemed that after he left, the house became angry, my sister became a target, and she was more violent than any three-year-old should have been. A couple of weeks after we, re we returned to the house, this time lulled into a sense of false security by the absence of my father. On one of the nights that I was unable to sleep, I had heard footsteps on the stairs. I sat silent on my bed, hoping that it was just my sister sleepwalking. I then heard a door slam, followed by my sister screaming. I rushed downstairs, followed closely by my mother. The basement door was patched shut with a sliding, sliding lock, but on the other side was my sister, screaming and crying in panic. I was accused of locking her down there, 
My mother never did believe me when I said I had seen a head peeking through the gap of the stairs, just watching. Due to this event, I was not allowed to do anything. My mother upped the chores I was to do, but it seemed that most of these were in the basement. She demanded me to scrub the shower, wash the laundry, and to sweep seemingly never-ending dirt that settled down there. She even made me clear off the old cobwebs and spiders that resided in the rafters. She would scream at me when I would leave the basement before I was finished. I hated being down there. I felt like I was being constantly watched and some things would move. Boxes would tip and spill and things would hit me when I was the only one down there. One of the more extreme events that I remembered happening was when I was doing laundry. I was transferring the wash into the dryer when suddenly the room seemed to hold more of a chill than it had before. Something rolled into my ankle and I jumped. When I turned around to grab my basket, I noticed a dark shape just standing there. I blinked, thinking perhaps it was my eyes playing a trick on me, but it seemed to come closer. As stupid and cliche as it is, the room seemed to grow colder as it moved forward, and a sickly sweet smell of mildew seemed to become overwhelming. I let whatever it was get entirely too close. I was desperate to know what it was, and I couldn't make out much. It was a human shape, tall and shadow-like. Once I realized how close it was, I sprinted up the stairs only to find the door locked. I panicked and slammed myself into the door. I could hear something. No. I could hear. No. I can't. I can't. I'm getting nervous. Okay. I could hear something akin to scraping. I lunged to the door that led to the outside of the house, tripping on the small lip of the door. The alarm we had went off as I went to slam the door. I saw that the same head was sticking out from underneath the stairs again. We moved nope. <laughs> We moved out not long after this, thank goodness. I haven't really told anyone about this as no one seems to believe me. I have attempted to ask my parents about what happened there. My father claims that he doesn't remember much about living there and what he does remember is foggy at best. And my mother has just claimed that it was normal for strange things to happen in old houses. I don't think what happened was normal, and I know that it was real. Sorry for this being long and just kind of everywhere. I just really needed to tell someone about this as it has been eating at me since it happened. As a kid, I was always sensitive to paranormal stuff and was never freaked out. So it threw me for a loop to be suddenly living in fear. I'm sorry, I freaked out for a second there, just thinking, this, uh, just thinking of the thing coming after you up the stairs. That's like my worst nightmare. I know. I knew the story was going to head south real quick when the spiders were mentioned. I know. Oh my god. That's why I also oof. Um is it just me or do you envision her to be of Hispanic background? <laughs> uh no, not really. <laughs> I think it's just you. <laughs> Because when she was like, I just feel like, or, or like, you know, the mom's Latin. She was like, and then my mom punished us by making us clean. True. <laughs> and that makes I'm sense. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I was like, our mom. That's about right. <laughs> Latin mom, I know. They're like, whatever. You can't go out. Now go clean the bathroom. <laughs> God damn it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you would try to clean before you would ask to go out. Um, That dad was possessed. He was, no, 100%. Uh, obviously, he was possessed first because he came into this house with a little bit more negativity than the others. So he was an easy target. And then the three-year-old was literally three, and they're also easy targets for people to reach out to. 
So how does your three-year-old baby being evil not like how are you downplaying that mom? There go. No, it's I don't think the baby is evil. It's just kids are more susceptible to these things because they can see it. You know, they're more sensitive. And the mother, you know, had turned to religion, so it was she, evil I feel like she was like kind of like safer. <laughs> What'd you say? It was evil baby. Yeah. It's just because it was a baby. That's why you think it was evil. I don't like kids. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting how her mom downplayed that whole experience. Yeah. That makes sense as to why she would be Spanish. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> yeah. That was uh, my story. And it was sissy. just something else. It scared me. Obviously, you know, any time I'm reading a story and I get scared, I, I kind of skim through the end. So that was my first time actually, like, fully reading the end. And it was it was scaring me. So I will now right. be praying as you guys tell your story. I believe you're next, Cindy. I am. And this story is about an Ouija board experience. Oh, man. Yes. So brace yourself. <laughs> Okay. My Ouija board is nothing special, just a mass-produced kind you find at toy stores. This is my most profound experience with it. Sorry, but it's going to be long. A couple years ago, I lived on campus at SUNY New Paltz in New York, and my doormates had never used a Ouija board. So one night in October, I brought out my favorite one. New Paltz is a pretty old town, and one particular area, Huguenot Street, is a now historic site as it was settled in the mid-late 1600s. So the five of us put our hands on the planchette, and I start out by saying some spiel like, we cautiously call out to any benevolent spirits that would like to communicate with us. New Paltz Town, the college campus, Huguenot Street, as soon as I said Huguenot Street, the planchette came to life under our hands. Yes. What is your name? Adam. How old are you? Eight. What years did you live? 1829-1837. Then we asked him a question that required more than a short answer. I, for I forget what exactly. Started picking out letters. J. E S U and I started thinking oh this spirit is going to go on about Jesus but as he continued I was shocked J E S U I S he was speaking French to us this makes complete sense because founding families of Huguenot Street were French yet it came as quite a shock to realize because the reality of the situation through the Ouija board. I should mention that I was the only one out of all of us that knew any French. So from this point until the end of the session, I kept my eyes on the ceiling to prove to the others that none of us could be controlling the planchette. You really got the impression of a child through the spirit's energy and playfulness. It really felt like we were speaking with a child. He sometimes spoke English, mostly French. We spoke English to him though. It was like a bit weird thinking about the possibility of a language barrier between our realm and his. He told us that his father was a doctor, that he had a dog named Henry, who he loved very dearly, and some other kid stuff. 
He asked him, we asked him if he had lived on Huguenot Street, which he replied, yes. Where, we asked. He replied, White Fort. We all shrugged because none of us knew Huguenot Street extremely well. There was about a dozen founding families and a whole bunch of old buildings in that area. Tough questions, but we had to ask. Tough question, but we had to ask. If you don't mind telling us, Adam, how did you pass away at such a young age? He responded in French. As I stared at the ceiling and my friends announced the letters. L-A-G-U-E-R-R-E-M-E-D-E-S-T-R-U-I-T. La guerre me destruit. Okay, guys, sorry. I don't know how to speak French, so pardon my French. But anyway, the war destroyed me is what it it, it means. What's that called? Not that means. What's that called when you translate? Okay. So that translates to the war destroyed me. Chills, all of us. Whoa. That was a huge moment for us all when I translated what he said. We also asked, are you at rest in the Huguenot Street Cemetery? He confirmed that yes, he was, and that his headstone was near a tree. Eventually, the session began winding down and the planchette moved more and more sluggishly. We had to say goodbye. It was heartwarming to talk to such a young and happy-seeming spirit. Yet obviously, it gave us a huge case of the willies also. He gave us a lot of information. We had to look into it, of course. So a few days later, we paid a visit to the Huguenot Street. It was, day, it was a day or two before Halloween, and the tour guides that worked at the historic site had all this special stuff around that time. That particular evening, every path was lined with with lit candles, which just added to the whole experience. We wandered down the street and stumbled upon Dubois Fort. It was indeed a white building and the only building which called itself a fort on the whole of the street. Naturally, we had to go in. The inside was clearly very old, but renovated in a tour type of place. There were signs with information about the particular things in the house. There was a display case of the Native American arrowheads found in the area, etc. One of the signs read something to the effect of Dubois 4 went under major renovations in 1837. This was the year Adam reported to have died, in the midst of some war with the Native Americans. The facts line up so well, it's incredible. Could he be Adam Dubois, descended from one of the founding families? Finally, we paid it respect visit to the Huguenot, Huguenot as, I, as I go on with the story I can't pronounce this at all the Huguenot Street Cemetery it's so old that it's actually now referred to as burial ground there are old weather discolored slanting headstones covering this place we started looking around for smaller ones but we figured that children would have correspondingly small headstones Though the vast majority of the stones are too weathered to make out the words that were on them, there are a few in particular we suspected to be his. Small ones near trees, near other members of the Dubois family, and even one small headstone headstone bore the initials AD. We paid our respects and left. To this day, this is the most gratifying Ouija board experience I've had. I would like to contact him again, and I hope he's at peace. That's like, for me, that's like, ugh. If I was, I, obviously I can't do Ouija boards, right. but 
something like that, I would love to do. Yeah, it's just scary because like, it's such a risk. It's definitely I never in my life want to do that. So it's good. Yeah, it could be a demon acting like as a child. Right, right. Ah. Exactly. Next thing you know, you got you got you got someone staring at you through the what is it the steps of your stairs, opening (laughs) up your stairs. You see a bald head (laughs) just just staring at you. There's one. There's one response to this story, and it said, "Wow, that is a great story. Refreshing change. Meeting a spear that actually seems like a kid and having facts lining up with it." Also awesome that he spoke French and how you didn't look at the board and got actual answers. That should throw some skeptics for a loop. Thanks for sharing. I enjoyed it. Exactly what I just said. Right. That was really nice, though. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a bad story, but because like, when do you think Ouija board? No, this was this was heartwarming. Oh, may his soul be resting in peace. I know a little French boy. I am so sorry. I know the people, like, if anyone from that town ever were to ever hear the story, they'd be Any like, girl, French what speaking. the hell? Yeah. The person like, listens what? to this. I think I said the name of that town in 10 different ways. <laughs> you really did. I wasn't going to say like, anything. Who could not? Who could not? Who I don't know how to say it. It keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we use but Google sounds- Translate. It's, well, I didn't, obviously. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I want to go here. She's I like, mean. and we went to Old Town. I was like, oh, Old Town. <laughs> Mid-late 1600s. Of course. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> that was a good story, though, Sissy. Nice job. Thank you. Okay. Merci Nana. beaucoup. What is it? Wait, that's Bonjour. Merci. Yes. How do you say you're welcome? <laughs> you're like thank you and i'm like thank you <laughs> uh, uh, all right what it's my it? turn what? What, we, what would we say when we went to paris not we was a croissant i would love to give paris another chance okay um uh, me too yeah because like there's so much more there really is we just didn't yes. have a great experience okay and i am went not talking dad. yes but <laughs> also we encountered a very very actually a good amount some rude french people okay and i've, I've heard this a lot people say that and I'm just saying because I have European friends. They said people in France tend to be very uh, rude, you know. And I'm not saying they're all rude, but based off our experience, Andrea, I could, I could kind of see that. And yeah. mine, I thought the same thing. And I was really young, you know. I went, I went to Paris in, <clears throat> when I was a teenager, and I think it's just the, the difference of cultures. Like I think yeah. that they're oh, very matter of fact, and Americans we can be uh, like cheesy. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck? Uh, I feel like I'm like, you're right, but damn, son, I'm not one of them. I'm one of you. This is why they hate us. <laughs> Thank you. No, I want to give it another chance. I think it was just, we just didn't have a good experience because. No, yeah. I say we go, and I did you guys. See yes, in the I cousins saw. group chat where I was like, "Let's have a girls trip." 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I'm so I down. Am down. down. And we need to go to Versailles because Versailles. Oh, is absolutely. Up. We didn't even get Versailles. to go to places, Andrea. We just went to like some random spots, like Dad. Found but I mean, online. yeah. Like, but I liked it at least. It I liked cool. it. My favorite part was the old um, medieval town in the yeah. outskirts of Paris. Ooh, that was awesome. I would love that. It was awesome yeah. until like I felt embarrassed by dad because a group of um, town boys um, approached me when I was walking to the Airbnb. And I guess dad and Joe were walking too slow and I was ahead of them. And three French boys from the town came up to me asking if I had a cigarette. And I'm like, no. And next thing you know, I turn around knowing damn well dad, <laughs> <laughs> dad came up with his umbrella and was like, leave her alone or some shit. Yeah, I remember that. I'm, I'm surprised like, he didn't like offer them a cigarette. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> Dad is never like he's hardly the jealous type or what? Not jealous. The fatherly right? type, like the fatherly, fatherly like overprotective, overprotective yeah. type. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, like but yeah, he he did so the same now. thing when I went with him to Italy, and like I know exactly what you're talking about. Ugh. Yeah, I was like. No, <laughs> I said no. Wow. I don't smoke. If we ever go to France together, <laughs> let me drink too much wine because the whole time I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I'm going to get kicked out of France. That's why you think Andrea and I probably got like, <laughs> that's why they hated us. The whole time we're like, like croissant. I was wow. like, I was like, oui, oui. How I love I remember also we were in a restaurant and I asked dad, I, I was it. like, do they do to go You idiot. I'm going to pee my pants again. Dad said we're going to pay so much money, but I'm really talking about food. You know, let me, let me take it. I'm like, like, no. That's like, no, they only do that in America. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Andrea and her snacks. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get in between her snacks, damn it. I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was probably my fun. highlight. I had oh, more fun with Andrea with her inside jokes. Since <laughs> I honestly, I couldn't have done that trip without you, Andrea. But Can you um, imagine? Oh, God, I would cry. <laughs> Oh god, that was funny. But yeah, let's. See, I'm serious about doing that trip. Mm-hmm. I love Versailles. Yeah, so catch me in like three years. Can it be 2023? Uh, four? four? No, four, five? Three or four? Between three and four. <laughs> mm, I would say four, five. No, I still haven't gone my honeymoon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here doing about Paris and shit. <laughs> on your honeymoon. <laughs> I canceled. Your honeymoon was that bar that you went to after the reception. Um, it's so funny because Chris was like, "If we cancel our honeymoon, like when we were canceling our airfare to Hawaii, he was like, if we do this.'" You know, it's we're not gonna go on a honeymoon. I was like, no, yes, we are. I don't want to go to a honeymoon right now. I'm tired. COVID, no. <laughs> I'm like, we're canceling, and we, it's like we're approaching half a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still haven't gone. <laughs> we'll just wait it out until next year, though. <laughs> It'll be ten times better. Oh, maybe you guys decide you want to go somewhere else. I want to go Paris. Ever since Emily in Paris, I've been itching to go. 
Plus, we we need we have those pictures that <laughs> Noah. <journal>. Um, <laughs> what? I go to Paris? The fuck? I want to go there for my honeymoon. Ew! No. No, that's not a honeymoon. honeymoon. Oh, I thought you were implying for a honeymoon. Who? You. I thought you were implying you want to go to Paris for your honeymoon. Oh, uh, no. Okay, yeah. I said girls trip. Okay, yes. <clears throat> okay. Now we move on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. One thing, Andrea. Do you remember in the restaurant in Paris, one of the restaurants, there was a bunch of pigeons, obviously. Mm-hmm. One of them had a missing foot. <laughs> and his Kevin. Name is Kevin. <laughs> Wait, what? Why so, would you name me Kevin? So, there's a story behind this. Ready? All pigeon, all pigeons' names are Kevin, right? Even Alex and Jolene know this. You ask them, "What do you? Yeah. What is a pigeon called? Like, what's their name?" They'll say Kevin. I've ingrained it into their brains. <laughs> um, back in uh, my One Direction days, Louis Tomlinson. Named all pigeons Kevin, so therefore all pigeons are now named Kevin for the rest of my life. That's the story. So if you're a One Directioner, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Not a you didn't even say it right. It's Directioner. Okay. Oh my god! Oh, how did she <laughs> say it? One Directioner. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, who's the one tour bus? You, like Latin parents say things. <laughs> I'm like one direction, <laughs> not like that direction. Like Walmart, whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay, go go ahead, Nana. Which is story now? I don't want to say it. I want to <laughs> talk more about Kevin. <laughs> uh, oh, oh baby, get over it. Let's go. I know. I'm dead now. <laughs> no, no. Don't what? say that. How could you say? How long do you think a one-legged pigeon is going to last in Paris? It's in Paris. They they I mean, build different, okay? Yes. They're, they're not like the New York pigeons, okay? Oh, no. Those motherfuckers are like no, those are rats with wings. <laughs> How dare we compare to the American pigeons. American pigeons to the Parisian pigeons. <laughs> what the fuck, Cindy? Okay. All right. I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> Let me say my story. <laughs> so for this episode, the title of the story is called Chased by Something Invisible. I'm a freshman in college. I've had more than just one paranormal encounter, but this is by far the worst. I attended an all-girls Catholic school, and it's almost 100 years old with cemeteries on campus for nuns we have. That's not relevant to this story, but I just wanted to provide details. Anyway, it was about 10 p.m. on a weekday when I started getting bubble guts. I had to use the restroom, and I mean use the restroom. I hate going number two in the restroom on my floor because someone is always in there. Before I tell you the next part, I just want to say that I have been doing this for a very long time and never faced any problems until that day. I used the restroom in the basement. I promise the basement doesn't look like what you think it does. It looks decent, and it connects to the first floor lobby via small staircase, so I was never afraid. Not only that, but the restroom down there is pretty nice and clean. When the elevator brought me down to the basement, I walked in getting ready to do my business. When I opened the bathroom door, I noticed the stall door was closed. 
I was surprised because in all my times doing this, no one was ever in here besides another freshman teammate of mine who did the same thing I did. Immediately thinking it was her, I peered under the stall to see her blue Crocs. Except there was nothing there, no feet. I figured someone got embarrassed that I walked in and picked up their feet or something like that. I decided to leave them alone and as I turned my back to leave, the toilet paper in that stall started getting ganked out. It was being pulled out so fast it made it made a container shaking loud noise. My heart picked up its pace but I convinced myself that someone was in there and was just now in a rush. I left and headed towards the elevator. After I pushed the button, the toilet paper stopped. It was taking forever. Just as I was losing my patience, I heard the stall door from inside the restroom fly open. It flew open as if someone had kicked it open. At this point, I knew the stairs were the smart option. The stairwell is located right next to the elevator, so I wasted no time. I opened the basement door just as I stepped into the stairwell. The bathroom door opened, but again, as if someone had kicked it open with enough force to make it hit the wall. My brain was still telling me that it was just a person who was in a rush, but my body didn't let me turn around to check. Just as I had made it up the first flight of the stairs, the worst thing happened. The basement door that I had just walked through swung open, again as if someone kicked it open. Following that, loud, heavy, and fast footsteps were coming up after me. They were moving quickly. I was afraid but didn't let it get to me. I had already passed the first floor door and I only lived on the second floor so I started running. The other footsteps seemed to be echoing so loud throughout the stairwell. I was getting my keys ready to open my floor door. When I got to it, I unlocked the door while hearing the footsteps get closer and louder. I ran inside and bolted to my room door, the first door on the left wing. I put my back against my room door and waited. Just a second later, the same loud footsteps ran through the hall and sounded like they stopped dead in the middle of the hallway. I poked my head around the corner, expecting to see my teammate pranking me, but there was nothing except the stairwell door closing. I ran to the middle of that area to look down the right wing hall, and there is still nothing. I still tell myself that it was just a person who was in a rush, and I just didn't see them. The sound of the toilet paper and the sounds of the fast, heavy footsteps haunt me when I think about them. I'm uneasy and unsure about the whole incident. The only thing I'm sure about is that I'll never go back to that restroom again. That is my story. That was a good story, Nana. I really liked it. Um, are we not going to talk about the fact that there's a common theme of being chased up the stairs? Basically, our worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, reading it, it reminded me of my college <clears throat> because uh, Hood, the old dormitories, like they had basements underneath, only like certain dorms, though. Like, for example, this one dorm hall called Myron Hall had a basement <laughs> and it was like the game room. But outside, if you walk out of the game room, was a hallway where there's a kitchen, the laundry room. And extra basement <clears throat> dorm rooms. And they were oh. like quads. Yeah. Do you remember that? I Cam? do, actually. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, because Cam and like three other baseball players like lived in that. Oh, I remember because they were friends like with all of us, like Kara and me right. and you. <clears throat> but um, 
Yeah, and then my freshman year, my dorm hall. No, actually, no, they didn't have a basement. But yeah. Okay. Well, very good stories to see. Um, I think all of our stories were really good tonight. I I quite oh, enjoyed yeah. them. And you know what's? Oh, I forgot to mention this also with my story. There is a continuation. So there's a three part series. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So tune in next week, guys, for part two. Until next time. Okay. Well, before we let you booze go, <clears throat> as always, please give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook and tiktok you can find us on instagram and facebook with haunted imanas podcast tiktok is haunted imanas and then please email us your ghost stories at haunted imanas podcast at gmail.com or if you or if you know anybody who's experienced something and they're okay with sharing their stories please let them know to email us or if you email them us on their behalf um and i think and also check us out on apple Podcasts and spotify yes please rate and review us yeah leave us a review on spotify no apple podcast and then you yeah you can rate us yeah spotify whatever whatever same thing okay but honestly most importantly out of everything feel free to use word of mouth anyone that you may know that has had a paranormal experience, go ahead and with their permission, tell us their story by writing us or DMing us or uh, tell them to listen to our show. And yeah, tell everyone about us. Peace and thank you. Paranormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds good. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Love, love ya booze. Live, laugh, love. Bye. Adios. Love ya. Y vaya con Dios. Adios. Y bye, y bye, 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 bye